Hey friends, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend Amanda Warfield today on the podcast who is joining us to talk all about batching. And Amanda has completely changed the way that I create my content and the consistency in which I create it, but also just how simplified and efficient I am in creating this content. So Amanda is a simplicity-focused content marketing strategist and host of Chasing Simple, a podcast to help creative entrepreneurs uncomplicate their life and biz. She traded her classroom lesson plans for speaking and educating creative entrepreneurs on sustainably fitting content marketing into their business without it taking over their business. Now a two-time business owner, she spends her time helping one-on-one clients create content marketing plans and teaching her students, which I'm one of them, to batch their content so they can have time to move the needle in their business and find a work-life balance. So whether you're creating podcast content, blog content, or you're just trying to figure out what content you wanna create in your business, this episode is for you. Hey y'all, welcome to the Clocking In Podcast the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on Clocking In with Haley Gaffin. I'm so honored to have you on the show. And I first want to start off this conversation by sharing my own experiences about batching and why I even started doing it. And it was because of Amanda. So Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. I actually enrolled in club content batching back before it was even membership-based. Um, and Amanda taught me all about batching and I've talked about it a little on the podcast, but I thought it would be good for Amanda to actually come on and talk about the importance of batching and kind of how you actually do it. So thank you, Amanda, for joining us today. Absolutely. Haley, it is such an honor to be here. You know that I just adore you and I love to talk about batching. So I'm really, really excited to be here today. Yay. Well, before we dive too far into this episode, I do want um, our audience to kind of get to know you and know why you're so passionate about batching and this topic um, and kind of how you got involved in batching. Yeah. So for everyone listening, I'm Amanda Warfield. I am a Disney lover, a crazy cat lady, pretty much the only two things you need to know about me. And my whole job is to help other entrepreneurs simplify their marketing so that it fits into their business without it taking over their business. I'm a simplicity focused content marketing strategist. And honestly, this all kind of came about by accident. We moved into our house at the end of 2019. And at the time, my business was all about time management as an entrepreneur. And I was helping other entrepreneurs just manage their time well. Well, we moved into our house and we had to tear all of the carpet up in every single room because the previous owner's dog had peed all over it. And so we're like, okay, well, we have to replace the carpet then. And I don't even remember really what the circumstances were, but we tore the carpet up immediately because we did not want our cats to smell the scent and then think that they could pee over the dog scent. And so we tore the carpets up. We like rented a giant sander and sanded all of the subfloor, which apparently gets out urine crystals. Fun fact, (laughs) who knew? And then we painted over 
the subfloor with kills, which is something that a lot of people will use on walls to get like smoking smell out and stuff like that. Probably more information than anyone needs, but basically my office had no flooring. I had a subfloor. I had no carpet. We didn't have the new carpet in yet. I don't remember why there was such a long wait, but there was a couple months where it was just subfloor and I have my own podcast. And if you have your own podcast, you know, that sound is really, really important. And in order to get a decent sound for those episodes, I had to take every single blanket that we owned and lay it all over my office floor, which was a hassle. And so I decided, okay, well, I can't just record one episode a week. I have to do more than this. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to do a whole month's worth at one time, lay all the carpets that are all of the blankets out to be a carpet, record four or five episodes, put them up, and then next month do it again because it was such a pain to lay them out and to put them away. And that's kind of where I figured out a batching system. That's where it all started. And from there, I realized how much time it saved me because when I got all of my content done, I had three weeks every single month to actually do things like be interviewed on other podcasts and create funnels in the background and create new products and do different collaborations and things like that. And it blew my mind how much time I was actually saving by batching my content. That is I did not know that story. Like, I'm really shocked I hadn't heard that before, but (laughs) I guess I've never asked you how you got into batching. Um, But for those who are listening, if you haven't yet, check out um, Amanda's podcast, Chasing Simple. Um, I listen to it every week. I've been on the show before and I really enjoy it. Um, She shares a lot of content about batching, but also a lot of business content as well. Um, And so, For those listeners who are out there, like you kind of gave an overview of how you got started with batching. What does it look like to actually batch content? Yeah, absolutely. Also for anyone that's listening, that's curious about Haley's interview on my podcast, it's episode number 93. So go back and find that one. And it's all about defining your own success, which I know she's talked about on this podcast because I got the idea from listening to this one and I wanted her to share it with my audience too, but worth a re-listen for sure. So yeah, kind of an overview of what batching looks like. A lot of times we hear people talk about batching and we think, oh yeah, I can do that too. And we sit down to create our podcast episode or whatever the piece of content is that we're working on. We'll sit down and we'll say, okay, I'm going to write this first blog post and then I'm going to create the graphics for it. And then I'm going to schedule it. And then I'm, it's going to be on its way. And then I'm going to write the second one and edit it and create the graphics and schedule it. And you go through and you do it one piece of content by one piece of content by one piece of content. And that's not actually batching. That's just doing a lot of content creation at one time. And you end up getting overwhelmed and exhausted and never actually finishing because you write two blog posts and get them all the way done. That's exhausting. I can't do that. No one can do that. And the reason it's so exhausting is because you're task switching so often. Writing content is one task. It uses one specific area of your brain. Editing content uses a different area. Creating graphics uses a different area. And so as you're trying to switch back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then go into the next one and do all of these again, you're using up way more brain space and mental capacity then you really have available and trying to cram an entire month's worth of content into one day, doing all of those different steps all at the same time just isn't realistic. But if we look at podcasting, it lends itself so much more naturally to the the actual flow of batching where you would want to sit down and outline all of your episodes for the month and then record all of the episodes for the month and then edit or send off to an editor. If you're like me and you hate editing, 
edit all of your episodes for the month and then schedule them and then do. And so that way you're doing one task at a time. And when your brain isn't having to switch over and over to all these different tasks, it makes it so much easier for you to naturally follow this rhythm of, okay, I've got all of these done. Then I'm going to move on to the next step. And I'm going to get all of these done and you move through it faster and easier not to say the batching is easy. I never want to mislead anyone. It is still work, but it's work that's really important and it saves you so much time and mental energy. Yes, I completely agree with that. Uh, well, I agree with it because I learned it <laughs> from you. And I, I've even talked on the podcast lately about how I've struggled with my own batching schedule because I'll, I'll put client work first. And I think that's a huge benefit to batching is that you, when you set aside the time, to actually batch your work is not interfering with your client work anymore. And I, I, I mean, for this podcast and this month of content, um, we are recording in early May and this will go out at towards the end of May. And I have all of my other episodes recorded for the month of May and some for June, because I was, I'm taking like a two week sabbatical by the time this airs, I'll have already done it, but I'm taking a two week sabbatical where I'm doing no client work, no Haley work, like nothing, um, outside of planning. I have a program I'm working on that will be coming out in upcoming episodes, but I am not doing any kind of work unless it's related to that one thing. So I had to get all of my content and marketing and everything done before I left for that. So yeah, I mean, I 100% am on board with batching, obviously, <laughs> but for business owners who may not be creating a ton of content in their business, um, I guess what's one thing you would suggest that they actually start batching and two, what long form content do you recommend they get started with? So first and foremost, what you mentioned about not setting the boundaries around your own batch week. That is the number one mistake that I see with students. And I do it too. That's not to say that this is only a, a new to batching thing. And obviously you've been in club content batching a long time now, but that is the number one issue that I see. And that's what makes batching so difficult if you're not setting those boundaries, because you don't have the time or mental energy. It does take time to batch content. It does take mental energy to batch content, but once it's scheduled, you've got three weeks to work with your clients, three weeks to move the needle in your business. So often when I talk to entrepreneurs and I'm asking, okay, well, what is it that you do on a weekly basis? What do you have to get done? It's usually client work and marketing. And those are kind of the only two things people ever actually do. That's not moving the needle forward in your business, especially because what ends up happening most of the time, if you're like, Ooh, I got to, I got to create all of this week's content. You get overwhelmed and you're exhausted by the time you finish your client work and you never actually create that content. And then you're not building relationships with your audience. And then you're not bringing on new clients. You're not marketing your business. And you end up in this feast or famine cycle where, oh my gosh, I need clients. Let me do a bunch of marketing real quick. And you focus on marketing and then you get the clients and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't, I'm good now. And you focus on the clients, but you're not marketing. And then clients, you finish with them, they leave, depending on whatever your business model is, and you need more clients, you decide, oh, I'm going to market again. And so you're, you're showing up and then you're quiet, you're showing up and then you're quiet. But if you can consistently schedule out a month's worth at a time, you have this ongoing marketing system that's marketing for you while you're focusing on your clients still without you having to worry about it. So I just want to throw that out there for everyone listening. 
getting started with batching. A lot of times students will come to me and they'll say, okay, well, I want to create all of this content. This is what I want to be doing. And I'll ask, okay, but what have you been doing? And they've been doing nothing. You have to create the system in your business before you can add on to it. So start small. If you are only semi-consistently posting to Instagram right now or TikTok or whatever, if that's all you've got that you've been able to manage recently, start there and start small. Yes, you definitely want to build into long-form content because SEO is really important. I know Haley's done a ton of episodes on that. She's helped me with my SEO. SEO is really important as a long-term strategy, but if you don't have a batching system down and you try to go from zero to 100 while you're trying to create a system in your business, it's not going to work. So start where you are. But long form content and email newsletter, so, so, so important. So be thinking about where you want to go with those. And I get asked this question a lot, actually, of, well, what kind of long form content should I do? Whatever feels the most natural to you. There is no best type of long form content. They all have pros and cons. I am very introverted. I do not like being on camera. I do not like filming myself in any way because I pick it apart. Video's not for me. YouTube's not for me. But if you love being on camera and that's something you're really great at, YouTube might be the best fit for you. If you're really extroverted, YouTube might be the thing. If you're like me and you're very introverted, but you can talk, go for it. If you're someone who's more of a writer, blogging might be for you. Any one of those is great. It's just whatever feels the most natural to you. Yeah. I love that. So I started my blog in 2020 and was working on my goal was I just want to be able to produce a weekly blog post. It was going to be relevant to either photography or podcasting. And I did most of the copywriting at the time. I did most of the graphics at the time. And for me, it did take up quite a bit of time. So that's when I brought on interns and the interns started doing it, or I was outlining and they were writing and then I handed off the graphics. But now I actually, what I do is I have a blog post every week and I have a podcast episode every week. And I plan out all of that content on a quarterly basis. So that's like my planning day, one day a quarter, I decide what am I marketing? What am I selling? All of the things, what topics do I want to cover? Who do I want to have on the podcast now that I'm doing interviews? And I plan out all of that content. And then on a monthly basis is when I go in and I do my batching. Um, and that could either be that I'm outlining the content. Well, I have my outline day and then I have my assign slash record day because I don't do all of it myself. I have a copywriter that handles all my blog posts and then I edit. I send it off to my editor and go from there. And I mean, I've, I've truly enjoyed what batching has done when I've stuck to it. And I will, like I said, I'm, I go back and forth. I have really good months. And then I have really struggling months where I'm like, oh no, I didn't get Victoria an episode to edit for next week. So I'm going to have to do it because I didn't give her the timeline that I would normally like to give her. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. So many things that you brought up are such important points. One, it does not go perfectly every single time because batching is a system, but it's not an automated system. You can't automate your content unless you totally hand it off to other team members, which I'll get to in a second. It's not something you can automate. Having the system saves you so much time, saves you so much mental energy, does amazing things for your business. It's still a system you have to do. And sometimes stuff just happens. 
set boundaries around your batch week, be really intentional about it, build in more time for like taking care of yourself during batch week and things like that. But sometimes life happens. You can't predict if you're going to get sick. You can't predict if your kid's going to get sick. Uh, there, there is a million and one different things that you cannot predict. And sometimes life happens. But even a little bit of batching on your off months gets you so much farther than you would if you were like, well, I'm doing it day by day or week by week right now. The other thing that you mentioned that I think is super important is the fact that you have offloaded so much of your content process to team members and you didn't do it all at once and you didn't do it immediately. You started off in club content batching. I'm not even sure if you had any interns at that point, did you? I think I may have, I had one intern at the time, um, but I don't know that she was writing content for me. Okay. So yeah, you were doing it all. And then as you were able to offload things, you were able to take on more. I know people look at my content and they're like, wow, she puts out so much content. I only can put out as much content as I do because I've outsourced my podcast editing. Mm -hmm. Start small wherever you are, and you can always add more in. When you look at all of these bigger names, like the Jenna Kutchers of the world, and she's putting out content left and right, right? She has team members. She has lots of team members. She is probably not doing most of the content creation, or she's maybe doing the rough creation, and then they're finalizing, right? When you have people that you can outsource to, you can do more, but start small. There's nothing wrong with starting small at all. Yeah. I don't think if I were to still be doing it all on my own, I don't think I would have a weekly podcast. I don't think I would have a weekly blog. It would probably alternate weeks just because it is a ton of, it's a ton of work to put out that content. But when I have found for me in both my podcast and in my blog post, creating that long form content for it to live on my website has brought me a lot of traffic to my site. So I am creating content that people are searching for. I'm creating content that is going to drive people either to my email list or to my newsletter or to my services. And I've booked quite a number of clients from those, or I've sold products in my shop from people searching and finding the answer and getting the what they need. But the one hangup that I've had over time has been creating custom content for social media. So like I love repurposing and by repurposing, I basically just mean marketing the content I've created because I'm putting out my like standard blog posts every single week are podcast, the blog post content. And then sometimes I'll share a graphic about a service or something I offer during your batching process. Do you consider what you're doing in your social media content as well? As far as the strategy behind it or a strategy and batching, like, are you doing all of that work in your batch week as well? Yes, absolutely. Every piece of content that I put out from podcast to email newsletter to social media, it all gets done during my batch week. I do not create content outside of batch week unless I'm feeling really inspired. <laughs> All of the people who are saying, well, I, I don't like to be put into a box. You can create more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I tend to not because frankly, I am much more of a, um, logistical behind the scenes kind of entrepreneur. I am not the visionary. <laughs> like that's just not me, even though I'm a CEO, that's never, that'll never be me. I'm not super creative. Um, but everything I create is during batch week. So I batch all of my social media content and I 
most of what I create is repurposed because you spend so much time. We've talked about that this whole episode. Creating long-form content is time-consuming. Don't create it and let it die on your website. Repurpose it and send all of those people on your social media channels back to your website because we've all heard this. You don't own your social media platforms. They can disappear at any time. You want all of those people that find you there and that you know, you've pulled into your space over there that are attracted to you in some way or another, you want to send them back to your website, send them to your email newsletter, because you never know what might happen over on social media. So I'm constantly sending people back to my website and and my podcast and my email newsletter. And even if I'm not directly sending them back to those things that I'm not saying, Hey, go listen to this episode. I'm taking pieces from episodes and reusing them as content. And then it's educational and valuable and they're learning from me, but I'm not having to think of brand new things to talk about. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned something about like not owning your social media and I mean, anything can change. For example, this month after less than a year of Facebook hosting podcasts, they have decided to remove it starting in June. So I mean, that's not, it's not something that has been like a huge selling point for me and saying like, Oh, podcasts on Facebook are taking off. But like for someone who wanted to start a podcast because they have a huge Facebook audience and they were relying on that, it, it does create a little hurdle when they don't own any of those subscribers or followers in a newsletter or don't have a website to drive them to instead. So I think that's a really good point that you've made. So for someone who is just getting started with batching, if you could share one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, just one piece. Keep it simple. I mean, in every, every way, keep it simple. As far as how much content you're trying to put out, keep it simple. As far as what it is that you're putting out, Keep it simple as far as setting time aside for batching. If you are someone who's like, well, I spend every moment almost with my clients, you should probably raise your prices and take on less people. But that's a different topic. Set aside two hours at the beginning of each workday for one week, and then you have 10 hours to batch. It's possible you can't put out as much content as you probably want to, but that's going to be a running theme throughout batch week. Start really small and use those two hours each day. First thing in the morning before you open email, before you do any client work, set aside those two hours for yourself, for your business and start small and start simple. I love that advice because I am... I'm the person that doesn't, I can't take a full week to batch. So like I couldn't take a full 40 hour work week or 20 or 30, however long you're working in a week. I'm not the person that like the way I have my clients set up is they are producing weekly content. So for me, it doesn't work out to do a batch week where I only work on my content. But what I have done is kind of modified it to where it's half days or it's half days every other day for two weeks. And I'm in the mindset during those half days, but then I go back into my client work or like I take every Friday off. But if I feel like working, that could be a batch day for me, or it could be a catch up for my client's day, because I think batching content is, is like one aspect of this, but then also batching your days is 
another aspect of it. And I know you teach on that too, where I don't take calls on any other day, but Monday and Thursday with the occasional exception of like, if a client only takes calls on Wednesdays, I'll jump on a call. But outside of that, you know, I don't really, I batch my days as well. Um, so to wrap up today's conversation, I did have a question or a couple of questions that I think would help our listeners kind of better understand how entrepreneurship has worked for you. Um, but also how it's worked for differently for others, because I love knowing how people got started and where they kind of came from in their entrepreneurship journey. So when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up and did you pursue that at all? (laughs) Yeah. So I love this question and I love looking because the world we live in, I mean, entrepreneurship is, it, it can be anything. Right. And so we grew up, I feel like thinking there are these very specific, you can do this job or this job or this job. And we grow up having this like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Anyways, I love this question. All of that to say, I grew up wanting to teach. I wanted to be a teacher. I <laughs> went so far as to get a master's in preschool studies so that I could teach preschool. And I did for about five years. Yeah. And now I do this. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a content marketing strategist. And how did you end up navigating into entrepreneurship from being a preschool teacher? Yeah. So back in 2018, early 2018, I felt really called to start a blog about simple living and about capsule wardrobes because that capsule wardrobes literally changed my life. I was very depressed, very overwhelmed, very anxious all the time. And that sounds so silly to say like a capsule wardrobe changed my life, but it helped me learn how to simplify things and how to essentially create systems in my life that made it easier and took decisions off of my plate and help me get rid of decision fatigue. And that led into a spiral of, okay, how can I do this for everything? And so I started a blog about simplicity and about capsule wardrobes. And that blog then evolved into simple time management skills and how to work less essentially, but still get a ton done in order to really live our lives and not just be chained to our laptops and our offices And then one day I happened to mention batching on Instagram and from there, things kind of snowballed. Everyone was like, oh, wait, tell me more about this. And so I did, and I kept talking about it. And eventually I I can remember the very first time, in fact, that I ran what was then content batching bootcamp, people were asking me strategy questions about content. And I was like, no, no, this is time management only. Like I'm not here for this. Um, And it's, just evolved so much. And I've come to really love the strategy side of things too. And so it's really funny to see like every little step along the way has brought me to this and I get to actually teach in this way now, which just makes my heart so happy. Yes. I love that. Um, well, as an adult, what is one piece of career advice you would give to your younger self or someone who's like either choosing or just getting started in their career? Oh, one piece. Everything is a stepping stone to where you'll end up someday. There are a lot of hard things that you're going to go through throughout your career that you will not understand, but one day you'll turn around and you'll go, oh, that led me to this really awesome thing. That like, I have goosebumps because I felt that so much. <laughs> like I look back at my career and there's so many things that I like 
when I was going through them, I was, you know, I hated my job or I hated my role, or I was struggling with someone I worked with. And now looking back, I'm like, that taught me so much for the journey I ended up having to go on either to get out of it, to fix the situation. Like, yeah, I, I love that piece of advice. And I really hope like if you are in that space where you're hating whatever you're in, (laughs) that you take that to heart because it, wherever you're going, you can make that decision and get there. And, um, yeah, I just really appreciate that. So Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone kind of learned a little bit more. I hope that listeners were encouraged today to give content batching a try. Um, where can they learn more about you, about your membership, your podcast, your services, everything in in between? Yeah. Well, I would love it if you guys went and checked out Chasing Simple. That is where all of my best content is. That's where you're going to get the biggest picture of what I talk about as far as content marketing and batching and just simplifying entrepreneurship in general. If you are interested in learning how to batch your content and really dipping your toes into this, if you go to amandawarfield.com forward slash Haley, you're going to be able to grab the first lesson inside of club content batching, totally free. So you can kind of get a feel for what it is inside of there with the very first steps for batching, all of those different things. So amandawarfield.com forward slash Haley. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It was great chatting with you today. Thank you for having me. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out.